Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hauk, and I am so glad that you decided to join me today. For those that have been tuning in and listening to past episodes, thank you so much for your support. It's been amazing to see such a good response to the content that we're putting out. So thank you so much for your time. And if you'd like, you can subscribe so that you always get the latest episodes. I do put them out on Thursdays every week. Feel free to leave a rating if you really like it. If you have specific things that you want us to talk about, feel free to leave that in the reviews as well. All right, so for tonight's content, we are talking all about plant-based eating with one of my clients who is a vegan. So we're talking about the ways in which she's able to get to her protein goals. We're talking about how she has become a vegan bodybuilder, so how she how she approaches that. We talk about some of her favorite products that she likes to buy that are vegan. And then from there, we get into just some tips of how to integrate more plant-based sources into your current diet. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode and here we go. Welcome Sierra. It is so wonderful that you were able to join us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Glad to be invited on this wonderful podcast. Excellent. So Sierra and I met a few years ago. She became a client of mine, hoping to just lose some weight. And now we've developed those goals and and she's currently aspiring to become a WBFF pro and planning to compete next June. So that's how we know one another. But I will let Sierra tell you a little more about herself and who she is and how she got into fitness. So like Anne said, we met Quite some time ago, I've actually been working with Ange now for three years in January. So we crossed paths because in my second year of university, I moved in with a girl and she was actually competing for her first bodybuilding competition through the guidance of Ange. Her name's Katrina. And at that time in my life, I wasn't really happy with my body, my fitness levels, I didn't even have any fitness levels, really. I mean, (laughs) so I knew I needed to do something. I mean, in my first year of university, especially in the first semester, it was really tough for me just moving away from home because I'm from Bermuda and I moved to Canada to study at the University of Western Ontario. And during that transition period, it was a bit hard for me to adapt. So I used food as a coping mechanism. So during that time, I gained probably about close to 50 pounds, and I just wasn't happy all around in my life. So I knew I needed to change. So once I saw Katrina accomplishing amazing things, I knew I needed somebody like Ange in my life. And I reached out. I sent her an email. I wasn't really sure if things would move forward with her or if you would even have time for me or, you know, but I still sent the email and... Now here we are today recording this podcast, so it's a blessing. Wonderful. That is amazing. And one thing that I do want to share with our audience is Sierra is vegan, so tonight's focus for our chat is going to be all about plant-based eating, how she's able to integrate 
her bodybuilding goals as well as her vegan lifestyle together and then give you guys some insights into how you might be able to integrate some of those elements to soak up the benefits of plant-based eating as well. So Sierra, have you always been vegan and what really led you to this lifestyle? I've actually been vegan since I was born. My dad became a vegan around the time that he found out that I would be coming. (laughs) And so he started to do some research on nutrition and health and, you know, just focusing on really making the, the best choices for a long, healthy lifestyle. So he did a lot of reading and a lot of research and a lot of that he shared with me as I was getting older. And I never thought about not being vegan when I was growing up. That's just how I was raised. Now, when I went to university in my first year, I was kind of, I've never eaten meat, but I started to stray a bit from veganism and I was becoming more of a vegetarian. So I was eating more dairy products and that kind of came just from ordering out delivery a lot and not being in control of what I was putting into my body. For my lifestyle, I really do want to stick to being a vegan because when I'm eating dairy products or any animal products, I find that it doesn't do well. I I don't do well with it. I would get sick or I just don't feel my best self. I would feel more heavy. So I've been vegan now for 22 years, straying here and there a little bit but still working on it. And where things are right now for you, would you be able to share with our audience what a typical day of eating would look like for you, Sierra? Generally, I think in the morning, I like to just start my day by having like a nice smoothie with berries and might throw in some spinach for some health and (laughs) vegan protein and stuff like that. And then all of my other meals are mainly compromised of a lot of vegetables because volume eating always wins. And then some sort of protein source, if that's beans or certain whole grains like oats or wild rice that have more protein than something like white rice per se. And then I also do eat vegan protein sources like soy protein, tempeh, And all of the veggie meats that are now popping up all over the place. I mean, there's vegan chicken wings now, vegan sausage. I even have um, vegan steak in my pantry right now. So the world's changing a bit. And I think that more and more people are now learning about veganism and becoming more open to the idea. Because I remember when I was growing up, it felt like everyone would be like, you're what? You're like, what is a vegan? You know what I mean? So I think now there's more education and more interest even just from food companies to develop these vegan foods that are more available in grocery stores. Wonderful. And in terms of the texture of some of those vegan products that are supposed to simulate meat products, what would you say the textures are like? Being as I never have eaten meat before, I can't really compare the texture to say, okay, this is exactly like chicken or exactly like steak. But I do think that I know people that have had 
these sorts of soy veggie meats and stuff like tempeh and tofu and have said, okay, this tastes like chicken or the texture is very much like chicken. But I think there's all sorts of different textures in, in a vegan lifestyle. I think that there are still some misconceptions. Some people are just simply not educated on the vast amount of foods that you can eat on a vegan lifestyle because some people you know like you I guess when you were being raised in a diner not in a diner sorry but (laughs) you know around a diner Mm -hmm. um, those sorts of things you were eating like burgers and fries and sorts of like fast American North American foods obviously those are not conducive to a vegan lifestyle but if you even just think about how many vegetables there are in the world how many different types of beans there's so much variety so even some people oh I can never be vegan I don't I don't like broccoli or I don't like asparagus you don't need to eat those foods there's still so many other options Mm-hmm. Yeah. and what would you say are the common myths or th- questions that people ask you when you when you tell them that you're vegan a lot of people would be like so what do you even eat and most times I just respond and I say food because Mm -hmm. for me I guess just being raised in the lifestyle it's I just know there's so many different types of things that I can eat and then I guess people obviously would mention about Do you get enough protein? How do you get your protein? Because there's a big misconception that to get your protein in your diet, you have to be eating things like chicken and beef and any sorts of meat products. And at first, I never really knew how to answer that question when I wasn't into fitness and into bodybuilding. But now that I've had experience actually tracking my food and actually knowing how much carbs, proteins, and fats, etc. that I'm actually putting into my body, I'm realizing even myself that there is a lot of opportunity to get protein from non-meat sources. Because I remember when I, I just actually went back earlier today and read the initial email that I sent to you. And I was like, I don't know if you've ever worked with a vegan, but I'm vegan, so I'm not sure if we can even work together. Because even myself, I was like, Maybe you don't even know how to, you know, deal with coaching someone. And you might have been like, oh, what about your protein? You need to eat chicken. But I guess even me, sometimes I feel like it would be nice if I could just, it would be easier if I could just have a lean chicken breast or just have a bunch of egg whites and it just be a straight protein source. I think that's the thing with vegan eating is that there's not a lot of things that you can eat where you're like, okay, this is one gram of carbs, one gram of fat, but it's 30 grams of protein, but you don't necessarily need that. And I learned to focus on just getting my protein where I can. So even if I just make a smoothie and I'm just throwing in some spinach, that's adding a couple extra grams of protein and then I'm eating beans with my lunch and now I'm getting a couple extra grams of protein and it all adds up and I think that being a vegan because we're eating so much leafy green vegetables that also has a lot of protein in it too when you eat it in higher volumes obviously if you have a plate and you have like three little pieces of broccoli or you know, just on your plate, like how most 
people I think I would say typically eat, especially in Bermuda, you know, just a few pieces of green beans doused in butter or something like that. Obviously, if you're looking at that, you're not getting a lot of protein. But if you're having 100 grams, 200 grams of broccoli, you're going to get a decent amount of protein from that. So I think it's just about educating yourself and just seeing how much protein would be in spinach or in green beans if I was to just eat it. I think now this makes me want to read this quote from this book that I got a few years ago when I went to a talk at Western. They brought a vegan athlete by the name of Robert Cheek to my school and he did a talk. He does tours all over North America and at the time he had just released his book called Shred It, which is a step-by-step guide to burning fat and building muscle on a whole food plant-based diet. So he has this chapter in the book called Building Muscle with Plants and I'll just read a couple sentences that will kind of just reiterate I guess what I was trying to say just now. So he says plant-based athletes consume adequate quality protein on a pure plant-based diet and thrive with high levels of health and fitness. Building muscle by eating plants need not to be considered a challenge but viewed as an opportunity to show how beneficial it is to eat foods that contain the highest quality nutrition. What really stands out to me there is not focusing on, oh my God, I might not be getting enough protein, but focus on just eating quality foods and you'll find that all of those nutrients are already naturally there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that as well. And just as a follow-up question with that, what would you say are the benefits of eating more plants or having plant-based eating be the way that you live your lifestyle? I definitely think that by eating plant-based, because I can't just go out and just grab a cheeseburger and fries for dinner and call it a night, I'm now being forced to be more health conscious, so I'm eating much more vegetables and whole grains and beans that just come naturally from the earth. And through that, I'm consuming a lot more vitamins, a lot more nutrients. And I feel that, you know, I'm no scientist, but I feel that eating a plant-based diet, your body is able to more easily digest those things. Because I I think that, not to say that meat products are not digestible at all. But what I do find with people that eat excessive amounts of meat products is that they oftentimes talk about feeling heavy and just feeling like they're, especially with red meat, it's not moving through their system as quickly as something like spinach or kale, for example. So a lot of times, even when you just listen to stories about people that have transitioned into a plant-based eating lifestyle, they instantly say, oh, I feel much lighter, I have more energy, I'm training better, I have better recovery time so I can go back and train. And I think that all has to do with the amount of vitamins and nutrients that we're just constantly putting into our body on a daily basis. And the fact that those foods are just 
naturally digesting so much easier for our body. Mm-hmm. And would you be able to identify some of the main struggles that you've experienced with trying to submerge yourself into the vegan bodybuilding space? With this being said, maybe these are some things that you feel as though you've mastered now, but when you first were right. getting started to tra- tracking macros, things that you really struggled with, with trying to get to those targets. Well, something that I struggle with a lot is something that I had already touched on being that I wasn't realizing that by just eating that spinach in my in my morning smoothie and just having those beans with my lunch, I was adding maybe not 30 grams of protein, but I was adding 10 or 15 grams of protein. And, and over the course of the day, I was still hitting my protein goal. So maybe my my food diary in terms of the totals for each of my meals wouldn't look similar to that of a bodybuilder that's eating, you know, chicken and beef, etc., where they would have one meal that has, you know, like 80 grams of protein and like only like 20 or 30 grams of carbs just because they can eat that lean chicken that has straight protein and minimal carbs, but I think that definitely just focusing more on on hitting the number in total and not focusing on, oh my God, I'm not getting 50 grams of protein in this one meal and just letting the numbers slowly add up throughout the day was something that I originally struggled with when I started tracking. I think that one of the main struggles that, that comes to mind for me is that when I'm in prep mode, it's harder for me to eat out and still feel like I can I can hit my macros efficiently. Obviously, I can go out and I can just eat vegetables or just get a salad and not get crazy dressing that's going to add on a lot of calories when I'm, you know, cutting and in the, in more of a deficit. But I think that for someone that's not vegan, it's a bit easier for them to go out and eat because they can just order a grilled chicken breast and vegetables and they're still more easily able to hit their protein go while eating out. So I think that that's something that I struggle with myself still. So I'm still working on figuring out how to navigate eating out while on prep, but still hitting my protein go for that meal or for the day now do you think that that struggle is coming to the forefront because you're back in Bermuda and there's less options or do you think that it was the same sort of struggle when you were in Canada as well I do think that it's the same struggle in Canada as it would be in Bermuda I think that Canada might be a little bit better but I still think that the same kind of applies because I find that as a vegan when I go out to eat I can easily just rack up a bunch of carbs in my meal but feel like I'm so much further behind on my protein and I don't say this as like a deterrent oh don't go vegan you can't eat out and and hit your protein goal but I definitely do sometimes just envy people that are in prep that can just go out and just still get that protein in much more easily. I think that 
like I said, the world is now starting to adapt to veganism and, and giving us more options. So I think as, as the years pass and more people get on board, I think that restaurants will start to offer more vegan protein sources, but just at the moment, and especially in, in past years, I do think that that's been somewhat of a struggle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for somebody who is vegan and is either trying to count macros or just trying to be more mindful about their habits, where would you suggest that they start? I think that for someone that's already vegan, if if your goal is losing weight or just being more healthy, I think that a lot of times I sometimes meet vegans that hate vegetables. How? I'm not sure. <laughs> but this this is possible too. In case anyone listening hates vegetables but still wants to be vegan, it's possible. But I think that just by incorporating these more leafy vegetables and starting to experiment with different soy options. I mean, edamame is a bean, but it's a soybean. And then you would have, you know, tofu and all the veggie meats. I think that those sorts of foods, incorporating lentils, black beans, chickpeas, oatmeal, these different types of foods can you know, assist you in in reaching that protein goal. If you're just starting, just analyze where you are right now. Um, I have a lot of people that would ask me because I do share my journey through my Instagram page and I get people that ask me, you know, how do I start? I want to do this. I want to lose weight. I want to gain muscle. I want to achieve my body goals. And I would say to them, I would be willing to help you. But I need to get an understanding of where you are. So just for a couple of days, let me know what you ate in those few days. And people wouldn't even be willing. They would say they would they were going to do it, but then I wouldn't hear back from them. So it's like if you're looking to start, then truly make that commitment to yourself to be open to be doing what's necessary to achieve those goals if they are important to you. Before you can make change, you need to have a good understanding of where you are currently because if you don't know where you are currently, then you're not really able to make effective change because how do you know what to change or what needs to remain the same? You might be eating vegan and you might be eating only veggie meats, So in order to achieve your goals, you might just need to increase your vegetable consumption. But you might be someone, a vegan, that only eats pastas and bread and barely eats any vegetables or soy products. So maybe you need to increase vegetables or soy proteins or bean sources for those protein goals. And just as something additional that I want to add to that, I think that's really important whether you are choosing to have a vegan lifestyle or not. When you're first getting started, identifying exactly where you're at by either tracking into my fitness pal account or writing it down on a um, a few sheets of paper and being mindful and very self-aware of what it is that you're currently doing is such an important tool with 
where you're going to go next. Because for example, you could go to the internet and get a certain amount of calories that you're supposed to be eating. But really, that amount of food may not be the right next step for you based on where you're currently at. You may need to increase your calories. You may need to go a little bit less. But it's all really relative to where you are starting at, which is where your metabolism is also starting. So certainly taking that time of self-awareness and going through that process can really help somebody who may be an expert or more experienced in this space help guide what would be the professional recommendation from there. Yeah, for sure. I do think that's very, very important. I think that if you're really looking to make true change, then you definitely do need that understanding. For example, some people may say, oh, I ate so so healthy today. And that will be based on your understanding of what is healthy. And that person may have only eaten, you know, vegetables and lean protein sources um, and whole grains, but maybe they have a habit of getting three coffees a day. And every time they get coffee, it has a bunch of sugar and milk. And they're not taking into account those calories and and those nutrients that they're also getting. And so they might be wondering, well, why am I not losing weight? I'm eating healthy. But maybe you have to be self-aware about the sugar intake that you're getting from those cups of coffee. Um, Or even just things like you ate a salad and yes, it's healthy, but maybe you put on an additional two to 300 calories by putting so much dressing on it, for example, or maybe you drink a lot of pop. And it's not to say that these things are not things that you can continue with because you can have salad dressing, you can have milk and sugar, you can have soda, technically have all of these things while achieving the body that you want to achieve or achieving the health goals that you have in mind, but you have to account for all of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Two other things food-wise that I think are good vegan protein sources that are not foods is one of them is it's like miscellaneous foods that you can eat as a vegan to help even through your protein, is something spirulina is pretty high in protein. For example, one tablespoon of spirulina has like half a gram of fat and less than two grams of carbs, but it has four grams of protein. So spirulina, if you don't know what it is, is a natural algae that is really high in protein and it's a good source of antioxidants, B vitamins, and a whole bunch of other nutrients. And it comes in powder form and it also comes in tablets, which is interesting because the whole time I was growing up, I used to take like eight tablets of spirulina a day, which is not overdosing. That's what the bottle said to take as a serving. Mm. But I was taking all of this spirulina and I didn't even realize that it was aiding me in in reaching my protein goals for the day. Not that I had any back when I was eight years old, but it was still helping me with my development. And then also nutritional yeast is, is another thing that you can just incorporate into your foods. And I think a lot of vegans use nutritional yeast to make cheese-like sauces. And that's excellent because that also has a decent amount of 
protein as well. So those are just two additional add-ons, just like things like chia seeds and hemp hearts are all things that you can add in that may not have that 20 grams of protein, but just adding those few extra along throughout the day, it all adds up. Mm-hmm. And would you be able to share any of your favorite vegan food companies? Favorite vegan food? Ooh. This is a challenge because every time I come back to Bermuda, there's like different vegan food companies. And then I go to Canada and there's different ones. So I hope I'm not forgetting any vegan companies while I make this list. I think that Gardein is a good company that has a large variety of foods. They have vegan chicken, beef, burgers, sausages, all sorts of things. And then there's also this other company. Field Roast is the company, and they have amazing vegan meatloaf and sausages and and things like that. I also do like this company called Explore Foods. I think it's named Explore Cuisine, sorry, not Explore Foods. But Explore Cuisines has a lot of bean pastas and stuff. So things like soybean pasta, black bean pasta, edamame pasta, all of these sorts of things, which is something that I didn't mention, but it's something that I actually eat a lot. These sorts of bean pastas that are helping me to get my protein. For example, I think that Explore Foods, just roughly off the top of my head, the macros for a serving of their soybean spaghetti is like 24 grams of protein and like 20 grams of carbs and something like two or three grams of fat. So that's something that I always try to indulge in when I can eating pasta for protein. I actually picked that pasta up at Bulk Barn and we really like it as well. Although we aren't full vegans, we do like to eat quite a few plants and plant-based sources of protein in our home as well. So just a tip if you live in Canada and a Bulk Barn is nearby, it might be something for you to try. Yeah, and I'm not sure if they sell the... um, field roast in Canada, but um, in Canada, I do know that they sell Gardein products, and Gardein's products are always in the frozen section. And then another company, Eves. Eves is sometimes in the frozen section, but it's always in the, they have, sorry, a few products in the frozen section, but the majority is in like the refrigerator section. So they have a lot of different options for soy meat products as well. They have a uh, vegan bacon, vegan pepperoni, nice. and, and lots of different things. Mm, that's for awesome. Sure. Yeah. So the, I guess those would be the top companies that come to my come to my mind. But every time I go to the store, it's like I'm finding a new vegan product. So it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any tips for non-vegans on how they can integrate more plant-based sources into their diet? For sure. I'm not a vegan that tries to tell other people that they should adopt 
a vegan or a plant-based lifestyle but I do think that just leading by example and showing that it is possible to build muscle to lose weight to be healthy or whatever the goal may be as I've gone through all of these phases throughout my fitness journey that it is possible at no point during those different journeys did I have to say all of a sudden I need meat so I definitely think for someone that is currently eating meat that wants to incorporate plant-based, it's important to be open because a lot of people that are used to eating meat are not really familiar with plant-based diets. It's because they don't have the education on what's really available to them because they're so used to just eating the foods that they currently eat. So just being open to trying new vegetables, to trying different beans, because you might hate chickpeas, but you might love black beans. You just never know. So I think just have to experiment and just try different things. Maybe every week when you go to to the grocery store, you can just try a new vegetable or something like that. That could be a challenge. Mm -hmm, I love it. Just doing things like that and and just being more health conscious because at the end of the day, if you're just focusing on eating nutritious foods that are full of vitamins and minerals and stuff, you're naturally going to find yourself leaning towards a plant-based diet. Now, what would you say to people that tell you vegan bodybuilding is impossible? (laughs) I think that... I guess I would have to say I'm a walking contradiction um, because I'm a living example. I know that there are a lot of vegan bodybuilders in the world. I think that traditionally in bodybuilding, however many years ago, there weren't many vegan bodybuilders, but there are a lot of us now. For example, there's Robert Cheek, whose book I just read from, and I mean, he's been vegan since he was 15. He's a two-time natural bodybuilding champion. He's a multi-sport athlete. You know, he's writing books. He's doing tours. He's doing amazing things. There's Tori Washington, Dominic Thompson. Dominic is actually an Ironman triathlete, and he's a bodybuilder. Tori and Dominique have both, they were raised vegetarian, but they at a very young age, both switched to veganism. So if you just check them out, you would be able to say, just look at them and you'd be like, okay, wow, clearly bodybuilders can be vegan. There is a German bodybuilder by the name of Patrick. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name. This has always been a struggle. I think it's Babu Mien. But he's a bodybuilder and a strongman, and he won the European Championship title in powerlifting. He's broken three world records, and since he transitioned into a vegan lifestyle, and he is someone that repeatedly said how much he noticed an improvement in his athleticism since he switched to a vegan diet. So I definitely think... Well, I know that it is possible to be a vegan bodybuilder because at the end of the day, you just have to think about it. Your body doesn't know the difference between protein, a gram of protein that was derived from a chicken versus a gram of protein that was derived from a piece of broccoli. So 
at the end of the day, as long as you are getting all of your macronutrients, your carbs, your fats, your pr proteins, you're getting in your fiber, you're hitting your water intake, you're lifting, you're doing your cardio and coach tells you to do your cardio, then you're going to be able to achieve those body goals or even become a vegan bodybuilder if you wish. Mm -hmm. I agree 100% with that. And I would also just like to add to that when it comes to having a full amino acid profile, not all vegan sources are going to have that full amino acid profile and there can be benefit to getting a wide array of protein sources for that reason even if you are practicing a vegan lifestyle just so that you can get different amino acids from the various sources that are available uh, quinoa is one that does have a full amino acid profile which would be relatively comparable to that of some of the meat sources uh, just as a as a sidebar about amino acids yeah, for sure. And I do also incorporate um, Bragg's amino acid mm -hmm. into, my, into my life. Yeah, uh, That's something that I was introduced to at a very young age. And it's kind of like a soy sauce kind mm -hmm. of taste, but it's also helping to get in those other aminos. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that I... I choose not to, you know, try to force or push veganism like some other people do because I think there's both there's good arguments on both sides. I think at the end of the day you just have to make a choice and you have to be comfortable with the choices you make. So if you're comfortable eating meat sources then that's on you, but I might not be comfortable eating meat. So that's my choice and then I just have to navigate the choices that I make um, to still be able to achieve what I want to achieve just how if you are eating meat there are still things that you need to consider in your nutrition profile to make sure that you're also getting all of the nutrients you need most definitely and would you say that there have been particular tools or books that you've been exposed to that have helped you along with your journey, Sierra? There are a lot of resources that have helped me. Now, because I've been vegan since I was born, and that was something that I've been educated from, with, sorry, educated about from a very young age, I think there's a lot of books and a lot of resources that my dad has shown to me that I don't actually have the book, so I wouldn't be able to quote any of the book names that I kind of got my base foundation on the benefits of vegan veganism and how you can use food as, as a nutrient source and to heal your, any ailments that you have and stuff, which is something that I was also exposed to at a young age. And a lot of those books are like spiral bound, so I don't even know if their actual books or or what, what the case may be but I think that really gave me my foundation all of those sorts of resources but I think there are now a lot more resources that I myself am just even getting into this book shred it that I talked about I guess a few times already 
is an excellent resource that I've had for about two years and I always find myself going back into it because not only does he talk about plant-based nutrition, he talks about building muscle on a plant-based diet, he gives um, recipes, he gives examples of plant-based athletes, he talks about being able to set achievable goals and even has a whole chapter on just understanding the basics of nutrition. What is a carb? What is a protein and a fat? Why is vitamin B important? So I think this is definitely an excellent resource. I think there's also a lot of online resources that I find myself going to. One of them being the Vegan Society is a website and they have posts about nutrition, sorry, vegan nutrition, vegan food, vegan beverages, and even vegan fashion, which is something that I know a lot of people are interested in. And then there's also another website called No Meat Athlete, and they actually have a blog post titled 50 Fantastic Resources for New Vegetarians. And although it says about for new vegetarians, I think that the definition of vegetarian and vegan kind of the terms kind of get used interchangeably, even though there is a difference. But in that blog post, they do list a lot of resources that would be useful for people that are full vegan as well as vegetarian. Excellent. Those, um, Those are awesome. And I really even like the Vega Protein. They have some really great resources on their website as well. When I used to make your meal plans for you, I was always going there for inspiration and getting some new ideas on ways that I was able to structure the meals and and snacks and such for your meal plans. So that would be another place to check out. And all of these places, I'll put the links in the show notes that you guys can check them out if it's something that you're interested in. Now, I do want to shift gears just for the final segment of today's chat, Sierra. So I know that you've been on this amazing journey with me, and I'd really love for you to share with our audience just the advice that you would give to somebody who's just getting started on their fitness journey, what what would you tell that person? I definitely think that's a great question, but I think the biggest thing is just learning to accept where you are and getting an understanding of where you are so that you can move forward effectively and, and learning to identify why you want change because those goals those reasons you have those goals are almost as important as the goals themselves because it's not always going to be easy you might wake up and not even want to track your food or not feel like going to the gym but having those solid reasons why you want to change in the first place is definitely so important. I definitely think that education is a big factor. You know, a lot of people, I see they start, so they would start and and just go to the gym. And 
they wouldn't be executing things with proper form. And there's nothing wrong with that in the sense that it's great for them that they have the courage to even step in the gym in the first place. And there's no right way to start your journey. But I do think that if you're asking me for advice, I would definitely tell you to just go online and and watch a few videos about the basic science of nutrition, the basic science of working out and how to execute movements with proper forms and with proper form, sorry. And also not to be too hard on yourself because I've been working out for three years now and I'm still learning and tweaking and perfecting my form and learning new things about nutrition and how to be a better athlete. So I definitely think just being open to different ideas and being open to learning is is definitely very important when you're seeking to make a change. And also equally important is, you know, having a support system around you or even if you don't have a support system of, you know, 10 or 20 people, just having someone that you can talk to that can guide you in the right direction, which is the reason that I reached out to you, Ange, in the first place, because I, before I even reached out to Ange, I started going to the gym by myself and I had lost about 15 pounds. I was just doing cardio and ab circuits and I was eating salads almost all day. And so naturally I would have been losing weight, but now through working with Ange and being exposed to different, you know, resources, going to this talk with Robert Cheek, reading online, watching videos, just going through the whole process, you just learn more and more every day. So try your best not to get wrapped up in focusing on the end goal and looking at yourself and saying, I won't be happy until this part of my body changes to be this way. Just being proud of the small steps that you take every day because it's those small steps that get you to the big goal in the end. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. And I also think that it's important not to be too hard on yourself when you get into places where everything was going good and then you kind of get off track for a while and then you feel like you're going in and out of like cycles. I'm so healthy this week and then the next week you're not as healthy or maybe you go through a couple months of, you know, dealing with your relationship with food or your relationship with your body and body image and and just know that all of the experiences that you go through, it's all, all of the challenges are a blessing. It's an opportunity for you to learn new things firsthand because by having to overcome those challenging situations you firsthand learn different skills and tools that you can use and apply later on in your life and there's one person that that comes to mind that I know that suffered you know with eating disorders and 
was very hard on themselves about their body image. And now when I look at their body, I'm like, wow, you have the most amazing body. And I think that without them having gone through those cycles of, you know, their eating disorder and binging and not being happy with their body, they wouldn't be able to be in the place that they are today. So just appreciating all the journeys that you go through and just focusing because not everything's going to be positive. So don't get down on yourself when you have negative experiences or things don't go right. Just focus on what you can do moving forward and take those challenges as a lesson and just take those lessons and learn from them and move forward and appreciate them for what they are. Definitely. Miss Sierra, where are you going to be in five years? In five years? Well, I'm definitely going to be a WBFF pro by that time. So now I've announced it on the on the internet, you know, so it has to come true. <laughs> Fitness is important to me, not only for the physical benefits it brings to me, but learning about the discipline and the mental and the emotional side and how all of it kind of has to be connected for you to truly see change on the physical side. Because if you're not in a good place mentally, you won't truly be able to make long lasting physical change. So that's why fitness is important to me. So every time that I'm, you know, going through these stages of prepping or bulking, I'm also not focused just on the physical side, but also on the mental growth. So I think in five years, I definitely want to be transformed, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, and just be in a better place. Not to say that I'm in a bad place right now, but you you always want to plan for things to get better in the future, you know? So... And I want to be in a place where I can truly have a story that's inspiring to other people so that no matter what happens throughout these next five years, that I can just learn from it and and take those lessons and just turn it into a positive. And I think that I definitely want to be getting my NASM personal training certification and different nutrition certifications so that I can better help other people to embark on this journey of fitness and health and plant-based eating and etc and just serve as an example and that's something that requires me to do a lot uh, a great deal of work on myself first so I think that in five years I hope to be a much better example to people. That is so amazing, and I absolutely love that you are now on this path, not only of your own goals, but on the path to be able to help others with their goals as well, which is just super, super cool because a healthier world is just the best. (laughs) Best. We need that. We need it. (laughs) We need it. 100%. Yeah. Um. So just to wrap things up, uh, where can people find you online, Sierra? I have an Instagram Instagram page by the name of Unifit Diary, which um, actually branched from my love for unicorns. 
So, yep, uni, U-N-I, fit, <laughs> diary, that's me. So you can find me there and, and come and keep me accountable for my prep and for my life and my five-year goals. Yeah, I love me. it. <laughs> I love it. So amazing. And yeah. as one final question, this is the question that I ask every guest before I wrap up oh, the I'm podcast. Nervous. <laughs> how would you like to be remembered i definitely branching from my five-year goal hope to be remembered as someone that despite challenge and despite adversity is still able to stick to and execute their goals and that that's important because by being remembered that way i'll be able to serve as an example that all things, you know, are possible if you just set those goals and and have a solid plan in place and just execute on those plans because it's never going to be the perfect time to do something, you know. So you just have to be able to take those challenges and, and just make the most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I love it. That is amazing. Can I ask you that question? Can I ask you how you want to remember it? When can we ask you that? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I just want to be remembered as somebody who was 100% invested in other people, in them becoming their best selves. And when people be- when people talk about me once I've passed on, I hope that they say that I was positive, uplifting, and that I left a mark on the world on trying to make it a better place. Well, yeah. we will just wrap up today's interview. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, Sierra, for coming on and participating in our podcast. It is so wonderful to connect with you. And we will be chatting someday soon. Yes, thank you for having me. And I hope that you can take away some some valuable points and that I helped you in some way, shape, or form today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode. I did want to give everybody a little bit of a life update and a big goal that I've just started for myself personally. So some of you may know that I used to compete as a fitness competitor, but haven't done a show in about four years. So it's been quite a bit of time off, but I've decided that I'm going to start my competition prep and compete in May with the UFE at the UFE Coburg Show. So prep has officially begun. I still have quite a bit of time. The show isn't until May, but I'm going to be sharing every stage of my journey on my Instagram. So if you're interested in following along, my Instagram handle is at Angehauk. So that's it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend and I will catch you next Thursday.